Hallelujah. We are reminded that we are now in a time of thanksgiving. In the month of thanksgiving. How many of you are excited for thanksgiving day? Coming up. Let's not forget that God is always there for us. That he has been faithful to us you know, all this time. As we continue our study, our study tonight uh, of the book written by Louis Giglio, Goliath Must Fall. How many of you start seeing Goliath falling in our lives? Now we know that we're not just talking about you know, the literal Goliath, but Goliath in our study in this series, you know, represent some giant-sized spiritual issues or adversity that we are facing, that we are facing in life. These are the giant-sized problems and, and, and struggles that many people are going through. You know, the last teaching that we, we had from, uh, you know, from Pastor James, he talked about fear must fall. This is some of the uh, spiritual adversities, giant-sized issues that we are facing in life. And we all know that the Bible said that perfect love casts out fear. And that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. So tonight, you know, we are going to talk about another giant-sized adversity that we, are, that we need to see falling. And even though that many of us are facing some of these giant-sized struggles of life, but we all know that we have a God-sized solution for all these problems. And God is bigger. God is better. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And that we put all of our trust and confidence in him. So chapter 4 of the book, Goliath Must Fall, will deal with another, with another giant-sized spiritual advers adversity. This time we're going to talk about rejection. Rejection must fall. Now we all know that aside from fear, this is one of most common Issues, problems that a lot of people are facing. How many of us here have experienced some form of rejection in life? Should be all of us here just to be raising our hands in one way or another because rejection is too common. It's too common for us all. It's a common problem that a lot of people are facing. And it's one of the destructive means that the devil is using in order to attack a person's life. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So the devil, the devil uses rejection in order to rob people. Of their authority, of their identity, of their power and position. And most especially of their dignity. Now, for those of us, you know, who said that we have experienced, you know, rejection, you know, rejections in life. 
Sometimes, you know, you know, rejection can be as simple as people telling, you know, telling us no. Or we, we're being turned down for, a, for an opportunity that we're looking for. But the more, the more serious rejection is when we are told that we don't fit in. Or we don't belong. Well, I hope that you will not have that kind of feeling here in our church. Because this is our home. And the love of God, the love of God reigns in this house. And everyone is loved and accepted. But sometimes, you know, people experience, you know, this kind, you know, this kind of rejection. And don't get me wrong, for those of us here who have experienced some form of rejection, you know, rejection works both ways. We can either be rejected or we can also reject others away from us. Now, if we're going to study, you know, the seriousness, you know, the seriousness of rejection, many of the rejection that people suffer for, from, they experience this early in life. It could be in their childhood, you know, in their childhood days, where they have experienced abuse, abandonment, or lack of love and affection from a parent. I mean, many, many children and even grown adults have told untold stories of the kind of rejection that they experienced, you know, when they were, you know, when they were growing up in their early years. Kind of reminded, you know, the children right now in the, uh, uh, in the foster system. Foster children. That they go from one family up to another and, and in the process are experiencing rejection. Being away, you know, from their biological parents. They experience, you know, this, you know, this sense of separation and, and they feel that nobody wanted them. And as a result, you know, as a result of this early rejection that many people have experienced in their early years. That as they grow up, as they, as they mature and advance, that they suffer more rejection. And as a result of that, you know, it, it becomes a struggle for them. It's difficult for them to handle more rejection, more rejection. Now, what are the ways that people cover their rejection? You know, re you know, rejection is, you know, it's in, you know, it's in the heart, you know, of many people, but they have, they have ways of masking up and covering, you know, this, you know, this sense of rejection in them, like in the form of pleasing people. They want to please people because they want to be accepted or they're always seeking attentions. Some, you know, some are trying to be perfect. For, to everyone around them. Some are dwelling in anger and bitterness to cover up for their rejection. 
or their heart being hardened. Some are building up their pride or dwelling in isolation. How about addiction in drugs and alcohol? It's the way to numb up, you know, their feeling you know, of rejection. And some are in bondage to sexual promiscuity. So over time, you know, over time, people that are affected, you know, by this giant size spiritual problem of rejection. They cover up, you know, their feelings, their emotions until, until they build up, you know, protective layers in order that they can protect themselves from, from, from being hurt more. Now, I do believe that this is the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ came. There's a solution and God's answer, you know, to this, you know, to this problem. But we've come, you know, we've come to realize also that even the Lord Jesus Christ was rejected. He himself suffered rejection for us. How do we know that? Because if I may read to you the Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 11. I'll read it to you in the uh, New Living Translation. It says, John 1 to 11, Jesus, he came to his own people and even they rejected him. He came to his own people and his own people rejected him. And we know the story very well in the Gospel. How Jesus Christ, you know, was rejected you know, by his own, you know, by his own people. And then how can we forget what the prophet Isaiah said in his book, Isaiah 53 verse 3. And I will read it to you also in New Living Translation which says, And he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and he looked the other way. He was despised and we did not Talking about the suffering, the shame, the insults, the rejection that the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, has to endure, you know, that he endured for us. So he, you know, he felt, you know, he felt our pain. He felt our suffering. He felt, you know, he felt he himself was also rejected. So for those of us who are struggling and facing this kind of spiritual giant in our lives and, and sometimes you know, and sometimes we isolate ourselves we cover up ourselves we hide ourselves and we become a prisoner you know of our own emotions but i've got good news for you the lord jesus christ came in order to set the captives free he came to set us free and the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, died for us. He took, you know, he took our shame. He took, you know, he took our rejection and put it upon himself. So that we don't have to suffer anymore from shame, rejection, and false identity. Through the cross, God has placed the word of Jesus in you and me. Through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has placed 
the worth of His Son for you and me. Isn't that enough for us to raise our hands right now, lift up our hands towards heaven and just give thanks to the Lord. That's all we can do right now. Just give thanks unto God. To give Him praise. Because He has, he has shown us the way out on how we can kill the spiritual giant that has been plaguing and attacking many of us even, you know, even in the core of our identity. Now on the book, Goliath, you know, Goliath must fall. The author has given us, and I hope that uh, we can put this on the screen for you. Very important truths, principles on how we can overcome, you know, the giant, you know, the giant of rejection. And if you have your Bible with you, let's turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139 verses 13 to 16. The first principle that we need to embrace in order that we can overcome, you know, this power of rejection is first, we understand the miracle of our creation. We understand the miracle, how God made us, how God created us. In Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16, let me read this to you. For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. That's who you are. God is talking about you and me. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. Ooh, hallelujah. That's why the babies in the womb are sacred to God. Hallelujah. You've seen my unformed substance. And in your book, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me. When as yet there was not one of them. We are a miracle of God. God has wonderfully made us. So I want you, I would like you to immerse yourself in this beautiful truth. That God made you. God made us. God made me. And how did he make us? He made us uniquely, beautifully, intentionally, purposefully, and wonderfully. Hallelujah. That is what God has done for us. Let's... Praise God and thank God for the miracle of how God has created us. So that's number one. We understand the miracle of our creation. And then number two. If you open your Bible, let's go to the book of Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4. I'm sorry, chapter 1. The opening chapter of the book of Ephesians. Chapter 1 verse 4. 
Let me read this to you. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. God, the Word of God says, God has chosen us even before He created the world. That even before He created and designed the earth, God has already have you and me in His mind. He was already thinking about us. He has already chosen us. So now, so the second principle that we would like to embrace in order that we can overcome, you know, this, you know, this pull, this force of, re of rejection over our lives. Number two is we revel in the mystery that Jesus chose us. God has chosen us. He has called us. Actually, you know, in, in verse 5 of Ephesians chapter 1 also says, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself according to the kind intention of His will. He has chosen, he's chosen us well in advance. And His plan is to bring us into His family and make us one of His children. I'm going to ask, you know, the worship team to start coming back to the stage. So I'm getting ready to worship the Lord here. Hallelujah. Because I know who I am in Christ Jesus. And I know who I belong to. I know the God who created me, the God who made me, and the God who has chosen me even before the foundation of the world. The number three. We grasp how costly it was for Jesus to rescue us. If I may continue reading in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. In Him we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. Which he lavished on us. Which he poured upon us. In all wisdom and insight. Do you know how costly it is for God. To redeem us. To save us. You know, to take us. You know, take us out of. The world of darkness. Into his marvelous light. That only just cost him. The life of his son Jesus Christ. Of his own son Jesus Christ. The only begotten son of God. In order for God. To bring us into his kingdom. And to redeem us from sins. Takes the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, His Son Jesus Christ, to redeem us. So, if I may ask you, how much are you worth in the eyes of God? We are worth the life of His Son Jesus Christ. That's the kind of price tag that God put on our head. We are worth, you are worth the Son of the living God. 
Because God has to give up, you know, God has to sacrifice His own Son for us. So that He may have us. So that He may bring us into His kingdom, into His family. Our true net worth is Jesus Christ. Our net worth is with life He was given for us. Glory be to God. Don't you ever, don't you ever forget that. How much does your life cost? Is there a price tag that anybody can put on your life? No. Because we are worth the life of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And that what, that's what it costs for God to rescue us. And lastly, when people reject us, let me tell you something. God will never reject us. He has redeemed us. He would always love us. But of course, as human beings, you know, we long for love and acceptance from other people. People will fail us. And then don't you ever try to gain acceptance from others. Because people may not be able to give that to you. Let's always remember, number four, that we live from acceptance, not for it. We live from acceptance, not for it. God has already accepted you in the Beloved. God has already accepted you in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have been accepted. You have been loved. You have been redeemed. You have been forgiven. So we live our life because God has already accepted us. We don't need to work so that others may accept us. Because if we do that, we will only continue to suffer from rejection. But with God, we know that our identity rests in God. That nobody can touch that. Hallelujah. I want everybody to please stand right now. Come on. This is a moment that we need to come to God and ask God to take us over. And make us to realize how precious we are. In His sight. In His eyes. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's lift up our hands to the Lord right now. Let's just be thankful to the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're still struggling. With a feeling of rejection. If you're still struggling. With a low self-esteem. If you think that people have failed you or you have been deprived or abandoned when you were growing up, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus tonight. Let Him embrace you. Let Him show you the love that He has for you when He was dying on the cross for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
So tonight, as God makes, an, makes us an offer, He's offering to us His love, His forgiveness, and His mercy. My questions to you is, will you receive it? Or will you reject it? I hope that tonight that we will fully embrace what God has for us. What God has in store for us. Hallelujah. As our worship team right now is about to lead us once more in a worship song, I want to invite you to come to the front right now. I want you to step out. Come to the altar right now. And let's come at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow down our heads before Him right now at this altar.